We talk about some of the other observations we did not get to on Monday from over the weekend with the Charlotte Hornets. Take a look at some of the other details about the CBA and talk about all of it with David Walker today on the Locked On Hornets podcast. We're Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free. We're available anywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off of your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We appreciate David for making his weekly appearance. The nickname today is Drum Roll crown prince of the colorway <laughs> yeah we're adding more names to it the nicknames are not dead as we've had a conversation no. off air they are very alive for david walker the nicknames are very here and that is doug branson you can find his work on his Substack, stack every hornet's box score.com david 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 very quickly what's your favorite colorway of all time very quickly favorite colorway all time favorite colorway of all time well all time. i guess i would give fire red that's fire red threes are my favorite of all Thank time you. but you know so there you go fire red the crown prince gives his definitive answer on favorite colorways of all time let's get to some of the things we did not get to over the weekend by talking about Sfi mikhailu what he has <laughs> yeah! been doing here recently Woo! a leading subject on lockdown hornets because well those are just the times folks those are the it's times we bring on people to help us talk about SU's fee. He's been driving to the paint like an SU's fee, if you ask me. What he's been doing here, 46 points from the field in the 16 games he's played with the Hornets. He's shooting over 45% from three. He went for a career high, 26 points in this last outing against Toronto. So he's been playing well. I don't know how much we're going to have the future conversation with Svee, but David, we can just basically shed some praise on him here if you want to. How surprised have you been where he was just kind of considered a throw-in, salary matcher, here's a player, we're giving Jalen McDaniels away, whatever. The real asset was the pick that you got, the second-round pick, but what have you made of Svee's performance? Gotta love that second-round pick, baby. He's done um, a lot of good things for us this year. <laughs> You yeah, do no, have to love it. You have you to do love have it. to. You have to. Now you it's yours. You have to own it and care for it. <laughs> uh no, I mean the thing I like about Sfi is he plays with confidence. You know, he, he his his appearances are not always smooth from start to finish, right? There's a couple of times where he will seem to fumble a ball or 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 not be exactly ready to go when the play starts, but uh, he plays with confidence. It doesn't let him get in his head, and and he shoots that ball with confidence too. I mean, especially as of late. So, it's cool to see. Uh, I, 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 he's given them something to think about, right? Which I think, if you're in his shoes, that's that's all you can do. Uh, as you said, Walker, kind of a a throw in on that trade, and and really giving the Hornets something to think about with his play. I mean, playing over some of the guys they they actually did draft. Um, at times here so i mean you know good for good for Sfi. uh and he's he has helped the team uh at least score uh and win some of these games here in the last week or two what do you think doug about all Sfi mikhailuk well he showcased pieces of his game that i don't think anyone was aware that he had i mean i didn't know that the su Sfi could go in reverse he keeps doing these reverse layups that look like way more athletic than you would assume that Sfi mikhailuk would be, but he's knocking them down. You know, he had that one weird transition opportunity 
where he just looked into the rearview mirror a little too much and instead of just going up strong decided to go up real weak with it and it was terrible and missed a missed a layup by a mile yes and ever since then it's like something clicked with him and he was like all right no i'm taking it to the hole i'm taking it strong and it's gonna i'm gonna make it happen and svi has been a real steadying you know, relatively veteran presence on a very young Hornets team. I mean, you have to look at the situation and go, wow, it would be apocalyptic if Svi weren't involved here. Like somebody has to score when you're missing, you know, eight of your top rotation pieces to various injuries. Somebody's got to take the shots. And these games would not be 20-point blowouts. They they would threaten to be 40-point blowouts. And when you're when you're in that situation, when you're getting getting beaten so handily, it would be incredibly difficult to really evaluate any of your young players at that point. So I think Svi has to be commended for sort of holding this uh, ship together here as as we approach uh, the end of things. And look, I think he would be a relatively cheap ad if the Hornets did want to look at maybe one more year of Svi. And we're talking about, you know, 13th, 14th, 15th guy on the roster, right? I mean, you're not talking about Svi having this role that he has right now moving forward that's not what you want you have more talented better physically players on your roster that you can go to once they're healthy but he would be a good depth piece at probably a million and a half two million dollars for another season I mean I think that's that's doable even within the context of of what their salary structure is right now well, and I mean, we can explore that too, because he's making 1.8 right now. So it's, it, if he's, you know, one and a half to 2 million, it'd be the exact same thing that he's making currently um, on the Hornets roster. 1.836, if you want to be exact, he's 25 years old too. So I think that's something that's helping him right now is the fact that he's the oldest player in the rotation as it currently stands. And actually by a decent amount, you know, Kai Jones, Mark Williams, James Booknight, you know, if you're, if you're talking about, um, maybe a Kobe Simmons, then, you know, they're, they're a little bit closer in age there, but Kobe Simmons isn't a real part of the rotation having just come up here recently and only playing two minutes the other night. So I think the age helps too. just having all that experience within the NBA. When you're talking about a lot of first and second year guys really getting the rest of the minutes because your top seven players are out. Hell, even if PJ Washington was out there on the court, PJ would be younger than what Svi is right now. So I actually think the experience helps. This is not something where I'm going to be clamoring to sign Svi. I don't mind at all if they want to go in a different direction. And even if I thought Svi might be a tiny bit better player, I would imagine they might use that roster spot for somebody younger, has more potential down the road, a little more talented, whatever. So it's nice to experience what Svi is giving in the Doug Branson context of it would be apocalyptic if he wasn't scoring. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that I'm going to be clamoring for him to stay on this roster. What about you, David? How much would you like to see him here in the future? Yeah, I mean, I think to Doug's point, it's a nice guy to have at the end of your bench, you know, at the end of that way down that rotation almost. But I mean, you know, that's the tricky thing about this time of year, which seems to come around often for the Hornets. It's like, how exactly do you evaluate these guys, you know, the guys that are playing, the guys that are out on the floor when these lineups are just so wacky? I mean, you know, they are not starting NBA lineups out there that he's playing with, which, you know, you could say, hey, uh, 
given that, you know, maybe it's even more impressive. But I think he's he's shown enough to to be in the consideration and, and to have a nice deal. Um, you know, I, I don't know that he's going to be a, a building block for this group going forward. And not that anyone's saying that, but uh, what you got, Doug? Well, 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 we did see Svi contribute in, in a positive way when this team was healthier. I mean, post-trade deadline, they picked up some significant wins, and Svi played some minutes here and there where you went, hey, look at that. He's coming in, doing a few things, and then leaving. Like, I mean, that's, that's kind of what you want out of an into-the-bench type piece. And the other thing, too, is that they have lived now through the trauma of this season. And I wonder, you know, just how much that's going to inform what happens next season, you know, knowing that they've endured all of, all of these injuries, I would think that the organization would put a premium on that 13th, 14th, 15th piece, you know, and, and knowing that there's somebody with a veteran presence that can step up immediately if, if you have to go to it. If they do indeed want to try to compete next season, I think that should be important to them. I do have the salaries pulled up uh, just in case you wanted to peruse here. So, you know, Gordon making 31.5, Terry making 23.2. You know, the big thing is Kelly at 16.4 million projected for next season. He's making 12.6 now, unrestricted free agent. Do they bring him back? You've got the big question mark on Miles Bridges. We don't know if he's if the Hornets are going to going to bring him back. What who knows what that number would look like? I mean, we thought we had a handle on what the number would be, you know, before everything went down. And uh, the other question is obviously P.J. Washington uh, cleaning the glass, projecting him at 17. We've heard 20. Bottom line is if they brought all of these end of the bench pieces back and they've already extended Nick Richards, so that's done. Then Svee, Dennis Smith Jr., J.T. Thor's non-guaranteed. They brought all of these pieces back. You know, they're right up on the cap space line. And probably, if obviously, if they bring Kelly, they're over it. They're nowhere near luxury tax but they could get there depending on you know what what they what they accomplished in the offseason. So it's interesting. And you have to factor in they've got two first round picks. If they make both of right. those and keep both of those, yeah. they've got to add that. That's another that could be potentially another eight to ten million. Well, so and, and I'd like to, depending on what they'll do with the Denver pick, there's so many different options when you have a pick that late in the first round. And so I don't know what they're going to roll with. I definitely don't want to hear the excuse that Mitch Kupchak gave us last time where I don't want as many talented young players on the roster because we're going for it. If you're going to trade for a veteran, get a good one. But at the same time, yeah, you do have to account for that. David, you were about to say something. I mean, do you think who who gets squeezed out of that situation? Do you guys think? I mean, is it Fee and Dennis Smith Jr.? Is it? I mean, if they God, if I all hope these not. guys come, that's what I'm saying. If they bring back Kelly Oubre at the expense of Dennis Smith Jr., I don't know what we're doing here. I legitimately well, and, don't. I don't know what we're doing here. Well, and and that's the thing. Like, and this is what I'm hoping to keep in context with Fee. Like, hey, awesome job, three games in a row with double digits. You had about two or three games beforehand probably not going to be on the team next year. I mean, as far like if, if we're talking about guys that are being shunned out where you do have a lot of really tough decisions, speed is playing for another contract and honestly showing a real, like I'm not here to just, you know, bleep all over his stat line, but like at the same time, at the end of the, at the end of the bench, <laughs> you're talking about, I mean, think about what you said, who's, who's getting closed out Dennis Smith, right. Jr. And speed. I mean, it's a pretty clear, pretty clear decision between those two you'd keep right like it'd be dennis smith jr over Svee when you're talking about those two guys and so you do everything you can to keep one and then you talk about the rookies that are coming aboard 
then you talk about, you know, still, I mean, what is J yeah, JT Thor's on an accelerator. Bryce McGowan's, he's on an accelerator with his new contract that he signed. So you got to account for a little bit more, right? It's not just staying I don't baseline. Know if Bryce, yeah, Bryce is an, and Bryce got the extension. So yeah, I mean, he's uh he's not even on this list. So these numbers aren't quite accurate. Right. The bottom line is they're going to be right up against the space, uh, the cash space and and heading towards luxury tax land. But here's what, before we move on, we should all celebrate that this name that's crossed out right here, Nick Batum and that ghost money coming off the books. We spent $8.9 as a team on the ghost of Nick Batum. That ghost finally gets exercised from the books. Praise be. Not not being talked about enough, uh, in my opinion, (laughs) as we close out this season. Just putting that to bed, you know, that chapter can now be closed. Uh, you know, really something to be celebrated, I think. I feel do, like you guys think... some sort of recognition at the game, maybe a, a Nick Batum contract night or something. I don't know. Well, I, I think maybe <laughs> at the end of the season, do you guys think we could stretch that on like a $3.3 million deal for three years or something? I wonder <laughs> if we could just keep it apart of the uh of the payroll just like i'm just glad gordon i'm glad gordon is somewhat healthy because i mean there was a real danger that we were going to you know stretch nick batoon to bring in gordon and then have to you know find a way to deal with hayward's contract and have that looming over the franchise i'm just really glad that hayward seems like he will be able to contribute something next season that that'd be so hornets to have the longest stretch provision in NBA history, only to break that record yourself with the next longest stretch provision in NBA history. All right, let's continue on. Coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. Doug wants to share his conspiracy theories with David as well as discuss some new CBA details, just some of the details we did not get to in yesterday's show. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. It's the place for last-minute ticket deals. If you forget planning months in advance, you don't even have to do that if that was a part of your old life. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy theater, and much more. The game time guarantee means you always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. You can even get images of your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive and tickets are sent directly to your phone. So you never have to dig through your email, snag the tickets without the stress with game time, download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on nba for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed more locked on hornets coming up next is locked on hornets adam silver had ahmad rashad up on stage and he used his phone to like body scan ahmad rashad and then they like inserted a like a digital version of ahmad rashad into the highlight and so i'm looking at this and going just fix my league pass. I don't want to be in a highlight. I would just like to actually watch the highlight without my application logging me out, freezing, dropping all of the time. Fix my league pass before you insert me in the game, please, and thank you. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Podcast. 
Let's look at some of the new CBA details, Doug. I know we got to the 65 game threshold. We also got to the second round pick money, not having to deal or delve into the mid-level exception in order to pay some second round picks. So now you just have the allotment set for your second round picks, which I know the Charlotte Hornets are going to be happy about. Um, just based off of some of those, David, did you have any thoughts on the 65 game threshold? I know we kind of talked about that more than any of the other details yesterday where an individual player has to appear in 65 games in order to be eligible for an individual award, such as MVP, I'm guessing all NBA selection, defensive player of the year and stuff like yeah. that. It feels like they're, uh, uh, you know, the, the governors are trying to, you know, drop the hammer on some of these guys not playing as much without really dropping the hammer or doing a, a big swing on it. So uh, I don't have a, you know, an issue. I, really with that i mean where did you guys have a big problem with guys having to play those 65 games no i was the only reason for me it's not like i have a huge problem i just i was you know i think it's pretty nuanced number where i think it's a mm. lot I, th I, th I thought it would i thought maybe you could bring that down still accomplish your goal of making guys play and not shun any of the players deserving of some of these individual awards, right? Like Joel Embiid, he's right up against that number. He's going to pass it, but barely so. And yeah. so, you know, maybe the idea is that the games that are close, this is going to force him since he is so close, he'll play some of these games. And there's a lot of players that are under 65 even right now. Right. And so for me, I think if we use these tools and we do heavy, use MVPs, first team all NBA selections all the way down to third team as evaluation pieces for where you rank in the Pantheon. And if we're going to do that, a guy plays in, you know, 58 games, are we going to hold it against him that he wasn't even a third team all NBA player when he was clearly deserved? And that was the only thing I was talking about. Yeah, all right, yeah. Doug, you're laughing and you also oh, have I mean, details. What is, uh, what yeah, is well, your laughing detail? Well, it's an interesting conversation, but, you know, the Hornets don't even have anyone that's threatening to be all NBA at this point. So that's I don't correct. know how, <laughs> I mean, hopefully, like, hopefully they get uh, LaMelo to that level. And well, I was just talking about an NBA perspective. Yes. Yeah, no, the Hornets, sure. I'm not, I'm not saying that LaMelo is going to get cheated by winning MVP because he only played however many games. <laughs> well, from, you know, and from management's perspective, they, they want to make sure that if, if somebody's getting all NBA bids and MVP bids uh, and that's accelerating their contract, that they get uh, their money's worth there their in money, terms of games yeah. played. But I think the what, some of the more important stuff that we haven't talked about yet would be, for example, this upper limit on extensions that was essentially a team could extend their own player and go 120% higher than somebody else could in, in acquiring that player via free agency. That upper limit now is at 140%. Mm. So that's going to give, again, more money for a team to retain their player. Hey, LaMelo eventually will, will be a restricted free agent, and the Hornets will be in that conversation or possibly not be a restricted free agent. They could go ahead and you know sign him up early, and it's just another tool for them. So I, I, don't, I don't know, you know, David, how much do you think that will matter ultimately when we get to that conversation going from 120 to 140% on that upper limit? Yeah, I mean, when you start talking about millions and millions, right, I, I think that can only help the Hornets as they try and uh, keep LaMelo uh, in town as long as they can. Uh, I mean, to your point, Doug, you are saying before we jumped on, I mean, that's, that's a significant amount. And, and you'd have to have some serious strife to 
to uh, turn away from that, right? I think if you're a Lamella Ball or any player, right, who's who's going to be faced with making that decision, uh, it's got to be seriously, seriously wrong on a lot of levels, I think, to turn that down. And so they're just trying to give the the teams, uh, you know, another leg up and keeping some of their young talent. I think for the from a Hornets perspective, it it can only help. And that's what you're focused on right now is that Lamelo contract. I think so. Yeah, I mean that's probably good news for for the team. I would I would say. Yeah, and, and if you're making guesses, then you would guess Lamelo stays because to turn down that type of contract extension is unprecedented. We have literally not seen it before. We sure. thought we would get close with the whole Zion saga, but even that didn't happen. Zion stayed with New Orleans, and so you can even and even Luca, where there were problems at the end of that before you got the contract extension, they got rid of their head coach and did everything they could to try to quote unquote make Luca happy, even if they're in disarray right now. The thing mm-hmm. about it is if LaMelo really wants to leave, he might just be so frustrated with the organization that you have a huge problem where you even add the extra 20 mil on it. And then you could turn it down because you're angry or you could just not care, which has always been the concern, right? That LaMelo just doesn't care enough. He wants to go all the way across country to L.A., which has been more so of an outside thing than it has been from LaMelo, who has said a million times he loves it here in Charlotte. He wants to stay. But if that is the way of thinking, LaMelo wants to go to L.A. He has a shoe deal. He has endorsements. He's Hollywood. He appears in AT&T commercials. Yes, you would think or you might think that just throwing millions more dollars would help. And I'm sure it doesn't hurt. But if you don't care because you're making a lot of money, then at sure. some point you might just not care. So that that would be the only caveat. But at the end of the day, it's all kind of a moot point for me because I think he is going to stay. And I think this only helps the Charlotte Hornets chances at attaining him and him not being the first guy to ever turn that kind of money down. Yeah, and it's not going to quiet the folks that uh, you know cry out for these small t- uh, small market guys to go somewhere and win, right? Like you see this all the time. You see uh, Dame Lillard or or whomever. I'm talking about like from a national perspective. You yeah. know, you'll get guys chime in, and especially if Lamelo starts to play well, starts getting healthy, and the Hornets continue to lose and don't do anything to take a step up. The, those cries are are just going to come you know faster there's going to be outside noise for him to do that not saying that that would necessarily impact him or affect things but that's not going to go away uh, if the hornets don't improve their overall situation including lamello and their team moving forward well and that's a next contract problem right like i right. think that right. criticism will come in after he would accept the rookie extension anyway yeah, exactly. To me, the rookie extension is about maximizing your ability to make money. And when you're talking about LaMelo, who has already suffered several injuries early in his mm. career, I, to me, I think that would be smart to make that a priority. Hey, maximize money now. Worry about going and winning a championship if that's a concern later on in your career after you've collected as much as possible and maximized it. And and also within the CBA now, they're opening up other ways for players uh, to uh, invest in teams. Uh, through a private equity firm that the NBA is going to choose, uh, invest in um, you know gambling opportunities and cannabis opportunities and all of these things, ways for for people to make money, uh, for players to make money than than they had before. But you got to have money to make money. You got to have money to invest money. And so this opportunity to make more on this upper limit, I think, is going to benefit Lamelo. It's going to benefit the team in terms of bringing him back. The other big thing from the CBA that we haven't discussed yet is the in season tourney. Uh, so this could arrive as soon as the 2023-24 season. 
It's going to have pool play games baked into the regular season schedule starting in November. Eight teams advancing to a single elimination tournament in December. Final four at a neutral site. Las Vegas in the discussions. And then uh, this is the best part, though. The two people who are in the finals, the two teams that are in the finals, actually will play an 83rd regular season game. They're adding games. We're right. asking you to take away games, and you're adding games. What's going on here? The the five hundred thousand dollar incentive though to win. That's, that's gonna. I guess that'll per help. Per player. That's not per team. That's five hundred k per player for the winning team. Yeah. So th- they'll be okay. I imagine the load management won't be nearly as bad during the midseason tournament time. Maybe it is for some of the stars, but probably not. Can you imagine where? I mean, where you are a Bryce McGowan's. And you're making, you know, what is it, over a million now? I guess we still have the payroll. But, like, you're going to make 50% of your paycheck off of one tournament. with it. So that's that's who it's going to help. That's what's going to be awesome oh, yeah. is the guys that are going to be on the roster that might not even see much playing time in the midseason tournament, and they're going to get $500,000. That'll be fantastic. That's why you got to keep Svi. Maybe you win this thing with MSVP. That's right. Is there any is there any talk of pooling these dollars together for um you know like a ten million dollar uh, slam dunk champion purse? Uh, <laughs> no no details on that in the CBA. There's no all star talk. I Didn't just wish it. this tournament would mean something because I don't as a yeah. fan like I get why a player would be motivated. Hey, I get to win five hundred thousand. What do I get as a fan if they win the tournament? If they, if Charlotte wins this tournament, I get to uh, some pride. I guess I don't know what I get. You know, there's no incentive for me as a fan to cheer for the Hornets to to play an 83rd regular season. Yeah, time might tell on that. I wonder, you know, I wonder if we use that as some kind of tool as to, okay, well, they won the tournament. Yeah, I think we would. I think not not as some kind of hang the banner type of moment, but it would be, you know, they were playing really well at the midway point of the season. They won the tournament. That would be so sad if that's a banner that goes up in Spectrum Center. Won the in-season tournament. Doug, you're a soccer guy. have been for a long, long time. I know, lifetime (laughs) soccer fan right here. Yeah. So, I mean, they have this type of things in soccer, right? I hear. I I don't know. I'm not a soccer guy. You tell me. Uh, yeah, and I feel like that's been the big criticism of this whole thing is that you know Adam Silver is trying to make uh, basketball into soccer, but the thing with soccer, I feel like is like that whole idea has been baked in for a long time, and people do take pride in winning those, right? You know, and, and there is some, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of times there's some nationality baked into that too. So like I don't know, um, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe I'm wrong, and then if the Hornets start to you know, make a surprise run in this midseason tournament, then I'll I'll get all giddy. Uh, but you know, I'm looking at this from the perspective of like, does it get me? I don't know, home court advantage in a first round series? Does it get me? I don't know. You know, it just I feel like there should be some incentive for the team in terms of getting closer to winning a championship that mm-hmm. isn't baked in here. Doug, it would help you get closer to 50 games. Could only help that opportunity. So, no, you've been a big. <laughs> that's true. They got, that, that's true because the pool the pool games are regular season games. So you got to win those, and that's going. I guess in in that way, you are improving your chance uh, to get into the playoffs and get a home court advantage. All right, you sold me. I'm in. There you go. It was easy enough. All right, we have one more segment to go, but before we get to the last segment, coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. 
wanted to tell you about the conspiracy theories and really doug wanted to tell you about his conspiracy theories we'll get david's take on all of that this episode is brought to you by better help getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process especially because we're always growing and changing therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through these things better help connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are if you're thinking of starting therapy give better help a try it's entirely online they have a design it is designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge discover your potential with better help visit betterhelp.com slash locked on nba today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help h-e-l-p betterhelp.com slash locked on nba one more segment to go. Locked on Hornets. Is locked on Hornets. It says the Hornets received three votes for their handling of James Borrego, who was viewed as doing a good job the past couple of years before Charlotte fired like him, him man. after the season. Then hire him. No one's hired him. These GMs are like, oh, we love James Borrego. Are you, you going to hire him? Ah, I don't think so. He got blown out twice <laughs> and played him. You can't hire that guy. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Uh, David, we had a very important discussion yesterday that you were not a part of. We were talking about DSJ being – he's questionable, by the way, for tonight's game. He's getting upgraded. Might might see some DSJ. But uh, on the injury report for a great toe injury, which we all assume is the big toe, and so we had a discussion about the best toe. Do you have a favorite toe? Oh, it's got to be the big boy for sure. Oh, yeah. no. Um, Come on. Although, although I will say I, I, I am partial to the to the twin towers right in right in right in the middle there. Um, the second toe underrated, right? Because it's the yeah. whole. Some of them are longer than your great toe. So right. Exactly. No man, the pinky toe. The pinky toe is the Muggsy Bogues of toes. It plays a lot bigger than its stature would indicate. Nah, I feel like you could lose Muggsy it, toes. If you had to pick one to lose, you want to chop. <laughs> it's off exactly what I said, one. David. It's yeah, exactly yeah. the argument that no! I had yesterday. Your balance yeah. would be horrible if you cut your pinky toe off your balance would be affected so which one are you cutting off the second to last I'm not mugsy togs i'm sticking with mugsy togs well i guess no let's 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 talk this out because now I'm, I'm intrigued and i'm sure everyone else is uh listening and or watching if you lost when you the lose middle, your balance let me let me you let me throw this at you david let me, da- david let me throw, the ta- throw <laughs> this at you doug when needs you, to fire these toe takes off david yeah okay yeah. he has to go ahead when you lose your balance okay just think about when you lose your balance okay what what toe do you rely on to get it back it's that pinky. You're like, oh, oh, oh. And I don't you're think on, it's you're the, on the side of your foot and you're going to the pinky. So if you lost a middle one, though, wouldn't that, couldn't they, the, the other four balance you out? Like if you just lost one in the middle there, don't you think you'd be okay? Yeah. yeah you're, and, you're, and that's what yeah. I'm saying. And your pinky toe is going to lead the way. Yeah. I think it's more the side of the foot, but yeah. at least, you know, <laughs> we, we, we discovered it. We went there. We have a couple people that say it's the middle toe and then now the pinky and now we moved on. It's funny because Doug was like, well, I got something for David out of this. All right, cool. What you got? I did not expect the toe conversation <laughs> to rear its head, mm-hmm. but here it is. Rear here its we foot. Are talk- 
All right, so so there's your one question. Um, okay, I like Muggsy Togues better, but still pretty good. Yeah. All right, let's go to your conspiracy theories, Doug. Uh, the conspiracy theory about Nick Richards. Yeah, what, what do you uh, did you want to ask David yeah, about yeah. what is, what the conspiracy theory is that he's hiding it, right? That the Hornets are right. only now deploying it. Yeah, yeah, they're putting that candle under a bushel. They know that Nick Richards can shoot threes. That shot was too smooth that he put up. Uh, shot clock on his back, calm, just lifted it, looked beautiful. That guy can shoot threes, and we just don't know it because the Hornets have said, hey, a lot like, you know, we get all these stories, and he went to Kentucky. We get all these stories about Calipari saying, hey, we know you can shoot threes, but that's not what we want you to do here. You you do the other things until you get to the NBA. Well, I think the Hornets are doing that with Nick Richards. What do you think? Oh, this is, I can confirm this 100%. I, I, I didn't have any tales from the Spectrum Center, but I, I guess I lied. I was I was at shoot-around on Sunday, uh, in there a little early for shoot-around. Intel! And uh, Nick Richards was firing up some threes, top yes! of the key threes. Let's go! Uh, I don't remember many of them going in, but he was shooting them. <laughs> uh, he did, he, not to say he didn't make some. <laughs> but shoot around is not that interesting. I'll be honest with you. There's, they have like two guys going out at a time. I think it was him and McGowan's. I don't know. Um, it, but he was out there shooting threes, Doug. So I think that is in his bag. They're working on uh, it, as they say. So you know, maybe. But I think it's it's, it's only smart to hold it out right now. Uh, so yeah. So now now that they got the contract done, now you know. Hopefully, now it it hurts Nick in that regard. If he would be hitting threes, he'd be making more money. But if you are the Hornets and you were somehow to keep his agent out of this, it would be extremely beneficial for you. And of course the opposition for not knowing now you have another conspiracy theory, Doug, that you wanted to bring to the people. Uh, yes. It involves Patrick Ewing uh, recently let go from his head coaching position at Georgetown. He used to be on the staff of one uh, Steve Clifford when Clifford was here the first time was his, not only on his staff was his associate head coach. And I believe he uh, coached some games as sort of a fill-in head coach for right. Clifford. A I know few Silas times. did. I remember Pat, but maybe he did. I feel like Pat may, or maybe it was when Clifford got tossed. There may have been a game or two when Clifford got tossed and Patrick had to step in. Uh, I do recall that. That is somewhere in the back of my memory. Anyhow, mm. we uh, we speculated on this show before that Patrick Ewing may be in line, you know, for uh, a, a rejoin into Clifford's staff. But I have a new conspiracy theory because I saw him on the sidelines for not only one, but two games at Spectrum Center. And he was sitting in the seats uh, that are most famous for being Michael Jordan's seats. And we know Jordan right now in talks to sell the team. So Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, maybe not joining the staff, is Patrick Ewing in line to join Gabe Kaplan's uh, bid here to take over the team? Could Patrick Ewing become a a, (laughs) associate governor of the Charlotte Hornets? Oof. Well, I'm sorry we didn't talk about this last week. We should have gone on our uh, predicting some uh, April Fool's jokes because there was a couple floating around. One was MJ coming out of retirement. One was uh, LaMelo demanding a trade. But what if MJ and big Pat Ewing, you know, put on some practice uniforms, got out there and showed these guys how it's done, how the vets, how the old vets used to do it. No, I, I think you're right, though. I had the same thought when he was in the MJ seat. Maybe he's Maybe he's, you know, trying to see how much money he's got in the bank. But I think it'd be cool to see him back on the sidelines uh, with Clifford. I, I always enjoyed having Patrick Ewing here. He, he may want to take a little break, though. Maybe he's just, you know, it, right. maybe it's he's on spring break. <laughs> you know, he just likes to check out the NBA games. He knows he can get a good seat here. Um, 
I don't know if he's going to join the. Uh, so you're the not. Ownership you're not. Team. You're not on board. Not, you're not on board not, with my theory. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah, I wonder how much money Pat Ewing has stored away. I guess he's been making a lot over the years. So hopefully, yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not going to be <laughs> like. It's not going to be. You know, thirty percent of the team. Mm-hmm. You know, but he could just take a stake. Take a stake in the team. Get into yeah. the. Uh, get in the maybe. ownership game. Um, I am All trying right, to find up. and or confirm your uh, your inkling about Pat Ewing filling in for Steve Clifford. There's something it's, from Mitch Lawrence on Daily News about Patrick Ewing might have done that when Steve Clifford was in the hospital for chest pains. I'm trying to find mm, that. But yeah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you I vividly mind. remember a game. I don't think it was multiple games. I really do feel like it was one game. We were all talking about, hey. Because I think on this show we talked about Patrick Ewing has ambitions to be a head coach. This is his opportunity, or this was his opportunity to showcase that. I really, I really remember that vividly. Um, okay, so the Hornets have only a few more games left to go. They have a game tonight against Toronto. Is there anything that we just wanted to say we're watching for tonight? G- giving giving the Hornets fans that are the diehards that are still sticking with us as this ugly season does come to an end, what's one thing that you want to pay attention to tonight as they have their second game in a back-to-back, back-to-back home situation, by the way, for uh, the Hornets against Toronto? David, do you have anything that comes to mind? You know, uh, now I want to see some Nick Richards threes. Maybe if we can work yeah. that in, um, you know, uh, you're still watching for Mark Williams, I guess. I mean, at this point, it's like a, a guessing game on who's even healthy, who's going to be playing. Uh, you know, that's that's what you're looking out for. Um, are the Raps still playing? They still need to stack some wins, oh, right? Yeah. I think they're oh, yeah. trying to get to a seven eight spot so that, yeah. so that you could possibly, you know, get home court advantage in the play in tournament. So that's what they're playing for. Yeah. No, I mean, that's about it for me, guys. I, this, like I said, Good. everyone in that building is really trying to drag themselves across the finish line here. We don't need any more injuries, so mm-hmm. uh, let's just play it out. Let's just play hard, guys. And uh, I, did, I did throw there. David under the bus with that impromptu question at the very end, so I apologize. <laughs> Doug, you had a little more time to think about that. Did you have anything that you wanted to see? Just one observation that you'd like to uh, take note of maybe tomorrow. Well, it's book night. I mean, do, does book night keep mm. it going? And if he doesn't keep it going, because he's gotten off to two really hot starts and that's propelled him throughout the rest of the game, right? I'd like to see if book night misses a couple of shots. Can he start to distribute to others? Can he get back on track? Because early in the season when he was getting down, he would miss a couple of shots and then everything would start to snowball on him. Defensively, he would be bad. Offensively, he would be even worse. And so, you know, can he, you know, turn in, a instead of a 20 point game can he turn in a 14 and six assist type of game where he's where he's moving it to others because he doesn't get off to a great start and also I'll throw one more thing at you Bryce McGowan's I would love to see before we get out of here I'd love to see a Bryce McGowan's 25 point game like just okay yeah that's what I was gonna say yeah there you go (laughs) There you go. No, I was going to say book night, and then I moved on to 25-point game from McGowan's, a very Spiel-like game, and then you you went there as well. So I'll I'll go in my my third option here to try to give you one Uh of the things to watch in the third-to-last game of an awful Kai Jones. I want to see Kai Jones, too. Yeah. Uh, Damn it. Yeah. Now coming to mind. I do want to see Kai. Some Mark Williams. Go ahead. Um, no, just give me, you know, better yet, and it, it, it can be Bryce. I'd love to see it. But give me the young breakout game from whoever. Kai, right. JT Thor, Bryce McGowan's. JT Thor, I know, has been – he was celebrated by Steve Clifford for doing the little things. He was asked about Xavier Sneed, who went three for three from three-point land the last game. 
And he said he's very like J- JT Thor in the way where all they care about is doing the little stuff right. He plays they hard. He's physical, questions. man. That's a th- He's a physical guard. I can see why he's hung around for as long as he has because he plays. He was a little nervous those first couple of opportunities that he got. You could tell like, oh, NBA, big lights. It was a little much. But after he settled down, he's a guy that plays hard every minute that he's out on the floor. It was fun to see. Yep. So, fun so- to Sneed. The 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 last <laughs> you got it in the last three games. Just give me the young breakout game from Thor yeah. Jones McGowan's the the speed game here with these last three opportunities. All right, that's David Walker, the crown prince of the colorway today. Don't know what he's going to be on Tuesday, but I'm sure Doug will cook up something. He's also cooking stuff up on his Substack, EveryHornetsBoxScore.com. I'm Walker Mail. You can catch me on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ from 12 to 3 p.m. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your pods. Make your second listen. Game to Game NBA. It's every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the league with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.